Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns. I'm a mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ ally, and this week, last week of summer, frantic checklist maker. Hmm. And I am Missy Stevens. I'm a mom and dot 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 foster child advocate, writer, and this week, laundress, doing piles and piles of dirty vacation laundry. Oh, we are. Oh, sorry. What? Oh no, that's just such a more elegant way of saying it, laundress. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Makes me feel better when I have a title when I'm in there. <laughs> yes. And this week we are thrilled to have Raquel Kelly, CEO of Mongol, as a guest. Raquel is a writer, TV producer, and host of Mongol Podcast. She began her career at E! Entertainment, where she worked for over a decade on shows such as Live from the Red Carpet, Sports Soup, and Fashion Police. Okay. I, we could have a whole hour just talking about all that. <laughs> yep. so just all live, the dirt. All the dirt, for sure. Let's just <laughs> asterisk that for a minute. <laughs> she was the Los Angeles expert for the Condé Nast at the Brides Magazine and has been an internationally featured contributor for the Huff Post. After having two under two, Raquel moved from Los Angeles to her native Ohio to raise her daughters closer to family. While her life and location may have changed, her career goal remains the same, to make hard things easy to talk about. So Love welcome. Welcome. Hi. Hi, ladies. How are you? Oh, so good. We're crazy. So excited crazy. to be talking to you today. That's yeah. Right. I'm so excited to be here. So excited. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. As we mentioned in your intro, you left a really successful career in television and a successful writing career and returned to your hometown. So we'd kind of like you to share that personal decision, that personal journey with our listeners and talk about how it really impacted your identity, maybe yeah. your finances and yeah. your well-being. Yeah. Like, why? Why did you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> um, as you said, I mean, I worked for over a decade in TV. I w was a writer. I, I had all these goals and I was doing all these amazing things. And then I had two children under two. And I feel like with my first, I had no, I had no clue what I was getting into, right? So after I had my first child, my boss is like, okay, about eight weeks later, can you come back and do the Emmys? You could stay in the hotel, bring the baby. I'm like, oh, yeah. sure, sure, no problem, right? <laughs> then I have this kid and at week six, I'm still wearing adult diapers. And I'm like, this is not gonna work. And it really through my entire life, everything mm -hmm. I did as a career, as a woman into a total tailspin, I yeah. had to rethink everything. And it was in that moment that I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if what I've done my entire life is now going to work mm -hmm. with children. And I always say, I feel like everything prepared me for baby, but nothing prepared me for the identity crisis that was going to come along with that baby. Oh, and yeah. so I ended up just staying back. E had moved to Burbank, which 
anybody who knows the LA scene, the beach to Burbank is like a two hour commute each way. It's the worst. It's the worst. And so I just really had to go, oh my gosh, I mean, now a four hour commute upon work. Am I going to see my kid? It was just, it was a lot. So I decided to work for brides part-time freelance. And I didn't go back to E after my second child, just because I didn't know how to make that work. I didn't know how to make it all work, but you know, talk about finances. I was used to making really good money, getting really good bonus checks. My husband and I had separate accounts. I didn't care when golf clubs came because I don't know what they caught. You did your thing. (laughs) I could go to Bloomingdale's and do mine, right? Like we just had these separate lives and it worked. Well, now we have a kid, we have joint accounts. I'm reliant on him and the whole dynamic shifted. And he was always so supportive, right? He was always like, you're doing the hardest job ever. You're taking care of our kid. But for me, not bringing in the income that I did really, I did not like it. I did not like it. I I would ask for permission to buy things. It's not like yeah. I spent money on myself. I It was like, can I buy this for the baby? You know? And he'd say, oh. you don't have to ask me. You don't have to. But I felt like I did because. Yeah. Oh, I relate. Right. So it just yeah. brought up all of these things other than just taking care of the kid. It brought up mm-hmm. identity, finances, everything. Yep. So it really threw me for a loop after number one. And then I got pregnant a lot quicker than I thought I would <laughs> number two. <It> happens. <laughs> um, because it took me so long. It took me like a year and a half to two years to get pregnant with the first that I thought, oh gosh, I better be open to it. And then month one, of course, you know, bing, <laughs> here we go. And now they're 20 months apart and <laughs> God, what have I done? And I feel like with one kid, it was doable. We could kind of tag team it if someone needed a break, you know, and then number two came along and Mm -hmm. after my parents had left, they came out for about two weeks. His mom came out for a week. And then after the help had left and it was just me and the 20 month old and the newborn, uh, that's when I'm like, oh dear. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Oh my Uh God. The hardest I've ever worked in my life. That's when I realized I didn't realize then that it was postpartum depression. I just Mm. felt like I was drowning. I felt like I was drowning. I felt like I was just trying to survive each day. Kyle would get home. I would just cry and and, and be like, here, take the kids. And like my only solace, I don't know why I like to do this, but I would just watch Dr. Phil and fold laundry. Like it was my (laughs) therapeutic, like, oh, I guess my life isn't that bad. I just watched Dr. Phil and it made me feel better about my life. And I would just fold laundry in silence. And I used to watch the Real Housewives and think I've made okay decisions. I think think it's okay. okay. I still like the Real Housewives (laughs) that make me think I've made okay decisions. Yeah, like maybe maybe it's all right, but I was crying and folding laundry too. Going, well, at least not screaming at my friends. So I was just in it. I was in it and I didn't understand yet why I was feeling the way I was feeling. I was just like, I need help. And so in that moment, when you guys ask, how did you leave that job? How did you leave that successful career in that moment with a, a 20 month old and a newborn, you're, you don't care about career. You're not Mm -hmm. thinking anything. You're in survival mode. You're in survival mode. And you're like, I need help. I just need somebody. I need my mom. I need somebody to just 
be there for me because I yeah. I'm alone and I was the first one of my friend group to have kids so like no oh, one yeah. got it no one yep you know I mean and they were good friends now they're all having kids and they're going Raquel I'm so sorry like I'm so sorry <laughs> but you don't know it until you don't you know it. you don't know how hard it is so Mm-mm. it was then where I'm like we had known we didn't want to raise kids in LA we had known that but we had a good life and we lived at the beach and we loved it but in that moment, I, Kyle was like, well, when would you want to think about moving to Ohio? And I was like, Monday, I'd go Monday. <laughs> How fast can we get there? Yeah, Monday, I'll go Monday, like get me help. So by that mm-hmm. summer, we moved back to Columbus, Ohio, which is about two hours away from family, which is a, was a transition in itself. But right. like I said, I was not thinking career. I was not thinking anything. I was yeah. just thinking I need to get there. I got I need help. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that so much. Just the idea of like, I know now that I was probably struggling with postpartum, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't really honest with my doctor about it. Right. Like when he said, how, how many hours a day are you feeling this way? I lied, which is something I tell women all the time. Now don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's also the slow boiling frog effect though, too, sometimes. So you don't even know you're like, oh no, this is normal because it's been an incremental gradual. Mm -hmm suckiness um from this period and and you're not in a real place that you're mentally aware of what you're emotionally feeling I wasn't intentionally lying to my doctor I was really thinking more about how I functioned in my normal life yeah yeah and I was thinking oh no 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 I'm good I'm so good good. I'm good and it wasn't you feel then that that equates to like your ability as a mom that then you're going to think you're a bad mom if you're feeling this way so you don't even want to admit to yourself yes that you are that low that low low solo yeah yeah Yeah. and feeling so low solo and so low low. I mean really and so low yes yeah totally yeah so it was then, like I said, it was the fog and the initial, like, oh, I don't feel right, but uh, maybe it's just, you know, new mom, two kids, all of that. And then right. those couple first months in Ohio was when I knew, uh-oh, like, it's getting not dark okay. and yeah. I'm not okay. And that's when it set in. That's when the career and the identity really set in now that I had had my help and I'm living in my parents' house as a, like, 32-year-old, I, like... <laughs> what have I done? My stuff is like halfway across the country. I don't even know. You know, it was just the chaos. I'm starting to Mm -hmm. be done breastfeeding, which we know hormonally. So it is like totally messes with you. Every life, huge Mm -hmm. move, career, kid, just everything at the same time. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I would say to my husband things like, I don't think you realize, like, I don't want to wake up in the morning. I Uh don't, I don't think you get what is going on in my head. Mm -hmm. And luckily I had seen a psychiatrist prior to that regularly to help me with other (laughs) life things with my family. But so he's like, okay, let's just call Dr. G, you know? And so it was talking with Dr. G that got me through it, got me back up on my feet, giving me the tools to acknowledge. Yes, I do have postpartum depression. Let's work on it. You're not a bad mom. Let's work through this. And you're going through a lot and it's okay. And it's okay. And so that's kind of my mission is 
to be able to talk about my experience so women can openly and freely talk about it, know they have people to talk to, know it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's completely normal to feel that way. But you, yeah. when you seek the help, it, it makes a difference. And you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't yeah. have to, to suffer like that. Naming it and saying it out loud is so powerful. And yes, it just takes us a long time sometimes. Yeah. And it's so inspiring to see that you came from that place to a place where you had this moment where mom gold, like trying to take what you've learned, what you've been through Mm -hmm. to help other moms to get to a place where they feel empowered instead of so low. Um, And I know that that's not something that happens overnight or it's not anything that happens just by listening to a podcast episode (laughs) as much as we would love to think that we're helping moms that way. But would really love to, first of all, hear about how old your kiddos are now and like what that road looked like for you and, Mm -hmm. you know, between feeling so low, calling Dr. G and then eventually getting to the point where you had this aha moment that, that you wanted to help other women. So actually, mom goal, a night that I had, I, it was kind of my bottom, my bottom. I had a major, you know, where you just, you're having the ugly cry, the snot, like the, just, just, you've hit your rock bottom. I remember I drove by myself out to like the Sandusky Bay and I was just like weeping and I was just praying to God, universe, whoever, whatever energy, whatever, just help me and use me. What, what am I supposed to do now? Right. Because my life was so defined. My career career was so defined. Like, I don't know what you want from me. I just use me to my fullest potential. And that's all I ask. I don't know in my life, all that I'm going to do. I just ask, just use me to my fullest potential, whatever you think that is, just use me. And Mm -hmm. so I felt a sense of calm after the big release of just Mm -hmm. like letting it all out and just saying, I need help. And that next morning I woke up and my parents weren't playing pickleball. Normally they play pickleball every day, but (laughs) it's their thing. I love it. Yes. But they, it was a Saturday. So they were home. So they were kind of taking care of the kids. I had a break. I was reading a Susie Orman book. Cause I'm like, okay, let me get my finances in order. Let me read some yeah. Susie. And as I was reading this, this word kept popping into my head. I'm like, mogul. No, like mom, it's like mom, mom's mogul, mom, goal, mom, goal, maybe. And it just like kept popping in my head. And so hmm. my first thing as a creative is like, is the domain name? Open? Yeah. You know, it's like the oh, first really? thing I do is the domain name free. Right. So I go on GoDaddy and I'm like, Oh, it is, it is. Maybe I, like, I thought it'd be a thing and a word that people used, but yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So I just bought the domain name and I started going around the house saying it. My dad's like, what? Like, mom, what do you say? What? I'm like, dad, it's going to be a thing. Like, (laughs) I just feel it. It's going to be like a noun. And I don't know what I can make it, but you know, it's about empowering moms financially. And in working with Dr. G, I realized I had to put myself first, which is so innately against who we are as mothers. But, and so I'm like, that's the goal of mom goal put yourself first, take care of you. So you can then take care of everyone else, not the other way around. And so that's really how mom was born. It was just this thought and idea that came the next morning after my breaking point. And, you know, yeah, but it really was kind of that 
I always say divine intervention where you have these little nuggets of wisdom that just come in. And I, I really think you just have to trust your intuition and those seeds are planted for a reason yeah. and you just have to go with them. You don't know what it's going to turn into. Maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing, but you always have to follow those like little nuggets of wisdom and, and inspiration that, you know, you come up with. So I love that. Was born. Yeah. And I love that you listen to it and I'm going to totally yes. attribute this improperly, but I was listening to a podcast. It was talking about a woman who was at a conference and they were trying to figure out these big dreams they had. And one of the women said, once I thought that I would like to do this, you know, a few years ago. And they're like, no, it wasn't once, obviously. Because if you thought yeah. of it a few years ago and it's that? coming to you now, I heard that, too. that means you've been thinking about it for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not yes. once. Yeah, it's, it's not once. It's, it's not once. persistent. And we, yes. we tend to just kind of put it and ignore it. And yeah. Yes. And I love that you just, you, did you have an ignoring time or did, did you just grab it and run? I'm a grabber and runner. Yeah. I'm a, you can ask my friend. I mean, I can say in my life that I will never have a regret over not pursuing an opportunity because That's I great. just, I think you have to seize every opportunity that comes your way. If you meet somebody, if you have an opportunity to do a podcast, like meet with you wonderful ladies, you seize the opportunity, you take it. You just never know what connections you can make through just saying yes to something. So I try to say yes to as many things that I can creatively because I I just... I believe in just seizing those opportunities. We talk a lot about boundaries also. So how do you like say yes, but also maintain some boundaries for yourself? It's, it's been tough at first. So once I moved back to Ohio, I then got a full-time job at this branding and architecture firm called WD Partners. And it was really good for me, you know, as a mom to like get back into it, feel like I'm using my brain for other, you know, I'm just working with adults who use the bathroom on their own. And (laughs) what a concept. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it it felt good to be back, but it was a lot. It would, I had Mm -hmm. amazing clients, you know, Aramark and Purina and Target. And I was working with great people and helping them digitally with all of their branding, but I was traveling a lot. And, you know, with two young kids, you're like, oh gosh, this is a lot. So I kind of knew it was too much for me. And then the lockdown happened and then, you know, quarantine Uh happened. And I then fell down the stairs on Easter and broke my uh, right shoulder. So I'm now left-handed in quarantine with two toddlers while working from home. And so, um, yeah, it was <laughs> that in and of itself is a, a big story. Like we oh, spend a lot of time on that. I thought I was going to lose my mind. Yeah. Um, by that summer I had talked it over with Kyle, my husband. So I began working part-time for a digital agency that WD would work with three days a week because I had known as much as I was in the corporate world that that creativity, the writing and the produce. Mm-hmm. I just knew I'm like, uh, I feel like I know I'm dramatic. So I'm like, it's a tragedy that I'm not <laughs> using my gifts. Like, I feel like I'm selling my soul by not, you know, being creative. It was just mm-hmm. so much of who I was and who I want still want to be. And so now I work three days a week at this digital agency. And then I, I write and do mom goal two days a week. So it's, it's a good, a good blend for me, a good mix of. Yeah. 
but I had to know that. And I had to say, this is too much. I mean, but who, who would have known we'd be going through a pandemic and, you know, so it was lots of layers on top of just working. Right. We hear that a lot from a lot of our guests that things did change drastically during the pandemic. Things changed for us. You have to pivot and figure out like, again, who could have known that this is what was going to happen to us. Yeah. So in, in your talking to people through mom goal, the people you've interviewed is that common thread come up for you? Or are there any other common threads that you hear a lot about? What are the struggles moms are facing in this time and even prior? I think, I mean, like we said, no matter what career you have, I've found that we're all in it together. We're all facing the same problems. We're all facing, I need more flexibility right? Mm -hmm. But I also want to make money. What does that look like? How do I do that? You know, or I, the guilt that comes along with, okay, I want to be with my children yet. How do I then fund all the things that I want my children to be a part of? So I think everyone, every mom in all walks of life, we all struggle. And so that's why I always try to say not to be so judgy. I feel like for me, I would have before having kids, I would have said, Oh, she's, she just stays at home or she stays at home. Uh Guess what I did. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest I ever worked in my, in my life. So I'm like, (laughs) bow down to stay at home mom. It's like, it's all hard. It's all hard. Whether you stay at home, whether you work, whether you're part, it's, it's all hard. And so we just have to be kind to each other and at, and know we're all kind of going through the same, same stuff. So no one is spared from the mother, no. <laughs> from the motherhood hardships. No one is spared. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's encouraging and also depressing. It is. <laughs> I think it's encouraging. It is. It is it's it, it. Yeah. It's like, uh, they could get easier. So just, but, but the more we yeah. can kind of rely on each other and open up to each other about it, it's helpful. It's helpful when you can vent and have those, those girlfriends who understand what you're going through. So, yeah. Yeah. Some women in my life who are older have said like, my generation didn't talk about this. Mm -hmm. My generation didn't, we talked to each other, but we weren't really sharing the deeper stuff. Like, and I've had someone in my life say, your generation is figuring this out. Like, We do need each other. And the more we can open up and support each other, I think that it is good for all of our mental health. Just it is. Oh yeah. It's It's all about brings you closer for sure. As girlfriends, it does. It's all about having that community. And I think that, you know, podcasts like yours, like ours and having those those conversations that if, if you're not able to have it with a friend, you can, it will be your friends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you will be exactly. part of this community to be able to, you know, just know that you're not alone. And right. I think that your podcast mm-hmm. Monkle really does that. So for people who have not listened to it yet, can you give people a little highlight of the things that you cover and, yeah. um, and what the future is? I know you have some yeah. exciting stuff coming up in season two. Yes, yeah, like so sex and two, stocks. <laughs> I know, I know. So season two uh, launches on Labor Day. We give birth to a new season every Labor Day. Um, pun intended. Pun I intended. love that. Yes. Missy, why didn't we think of that? I know. <laughs> so Monday, September 6th, season two comes out and we are talking sex and stocks in September for the month of September. So we have Chelsea Skaggs coming on. She's 
a postpartum health coach. And so Mm. she talks about sex and what happens to your body after kids. And she's all about working through the communications and intimacy you know, before I wish I'd had that. I know, I know. I'm so excited for her because she's like a lot of marriages fall apart when the kids are out of the house. And she's like, I want to build those moments and that intimacy now. So you can work on that. And that's, it's, it, you still have each other despite, you know, having these kids. So I'm really excited for her. And then Latoya, her Instagram handle is toddlers and trades. I think so she's, she's a day trader, but she's a mom. So she's going to come on and talk all about stocks um, with us. So mom's is a bit different. It's a 15 minute podcast each week because as busy moms, I know we ain't got the time. So it's only 15 minutes. Unlike us, Missy. It's okay. It's okay. We were saying, we're like, we need a lesson from Raquel on how to make it shorter. We don't know how to do it. Sometimes sometimes I do. People do say, I wish we could just, you know, you guys would just let loose and talk. So I think there is a place for these moments to be able to just, you know, chat and let let loose but the tv producer and me couldn't help but turn it into basically a tv show so it's five minutes on finance five minutes on physical and five minutes on emotional and mental health each week and so it's the same guest for the month of september so they have five minute segments each week that kind of build upon your knowledge so that's september sex and stocks we're excited oh that is so exciting yeah And so, okay, now I'm just curious. So you, you are back to work now. You said you kind of have the three days at work, two days doing mom call. Do you ever see yourself going back to the traditional quote unquote full-time career? No, not traditionally. So I'm very excited on top of everything that happened in 2020, you know, in quarantine and being left-handed, I, (laughs) I, I got a book deal. So, um, yes. So my first book is coming out in spring of 22. It has been just such an awesome experience. I spent this past summer working with my editor, Amy, and I'm so proud of where this book has ended up. And it was, it was like we said, it was Going into 2020 and working the corporate job, the nine to five and me being dramatic, like it's such a tragedy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that I'm not using my talents. I said in 2020, I'm going to make the time to write. I'm going to make the time. I'm not going to say I don't have the time. I'm going to make the time. And so I came up with this idea. I, I started taking, I think that you have to before you can come up with ideas, you just really have to infiltrate yourself with like inspo and read good books. And I, I took a master class with Sarah Blakely, yeah. uh, who I yeah. adore, right? The CEO of Spanx. She's amazing. And I took a master class with her. And her first video was this was the end of 2019, so around Christmas time. And her master class was about being creative. She's like, in order to be creative, you have to get quiet. And as moms, Mm -hmm. our brains are just constantly thinking and multitasking that I'm not quiet. So how am I going (laughs) to let any ideas, those nuggets, right? Those seeds, Mm -hmm. how is anything going to get planted in me if I'm just not even slowing down? So that night I was like, okay, let me 
get quiet and I'm thinking and I'm reading a book to my um, 18 month old at the time. And it was the Where Santa Lift the Flag, oh. <laughs> right? Where Santa. And my mom that day had asked me uh, what I wanted for Christmas. And I joked, I'm like, my old boobs back. That's what I want for Christmas. My old <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay? Let's talk about tragedy, okay? Ever <laughs> yeah. real. Right, right. So I joked, but as I was reading to Nev, I like just in my head was like, oh, there's mom's old boobs under the tree. And um, <laughs> and so then I go, wait a minute, what if I do a lift the flat book, but it's for moms? It's not for babies, it's for moms. And oh my God. The whole journey, the identity crisis, the everything we go to, but it's in lift the flat book form, oh. but we dive into these hard topics, but we make them easy to talk about, which is my goal. Um, so oh my gosh, that's going to be on my gift list for yes, everybody. I, know. I will I send it. you guys, I will send you guys copy. It'll um, be out in April, but I, I stayed up that morning till 4am, uh, writing it, wrote the whole thing and then sent it to my screenwriting mentor out in Los Angeles it was like, Karen, I have this idea like here and, and then we finished it and then the pandemic happened and I broke my arm and, um, but yeah, but then, but I kept pushing through, you know, when you're like, I need, this is like my gift to myself, right? It's like, yes, it's work, but it's my gift to myself to show me this is what makes me happy. And I'm not going to stop. I felt like the universe was hurling, like now you're one-handed girl. Like what, what else? (laughs) What are you going to do with this? (laughs) How bad do you want it? And, um, you know, my manager was like, I want you to try and illustrate the pitch. I'm not a graphic designer, but I, I did it. So at the, just, just this past year, um, finally getting someone saying yes to me and saying yes to my dear, which you ladies know as writers, it is painful. It is painful to be a creative because you are told no over and over and over. And you, then you watch Dr. Phil and then you (laughs) hold laundry in silence and you pick yourself back up because something in you is saying to keep going. And you just have to, because mm-hmm. at some point, maybe your old boobs might inspire a book and, that, <laughs> and that's what gets you the yes, right? It's nothing profound. It's nothing like that. It was literally that, that finally got me my yes. So I'm so excited that that's in the spring. And um, so eventually full-time, that's what I see myself doing is, oh. is is being able to write. So, so uh, exciting. And that's what, you does. know what? I think a lesson that people just need to take away from this episode is just try, just running with it. Because that could have easily been the idea that five years from now you're at a conference and yes. you'd be like, one time I had one this time. idea. And like, exactly. no. And that is why I say, if you have something, you, you do it, you do it full go. Don't let it just slip away because if you don't seize it, you do look back and you go, Oh man, if I would, what could have been, what could have mm-hmm. been? Well, and think just, if you hadn't stayed up that night writing it and then yeah, you were sort of dabbling in it and then you broke your shoulder, right? like oh. it just might've derailed yeah. you. Like you had, totally, you seized totally. it. My major takeaway from this whole episode seized. is just go. Go, Mm -hmm. go, 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 go. Like you just, you just have to. And even if you fail, I think for me now, I have totally just, and and with my children, I want to normalize failure. And Sarah Blakely, I bring her up a ton, but you know, she (laughs) she brought up like, uh, I, 
my dad would ask me what we failed at that day. And so I try to do that with my kids. Like what went wrong? What was hard for you? Okay. Well, at least you tried. And so for me, I think the best thing I can say is, okay, whatever. If the podcast doesn't go well, or this doesn't happen or two books out, I tried. Failure is is wonderful. Failure mm-hmm. means you put yourself out there and you tried. And that's more than a lot of people can say. So I just, it's I'm like, really something I'm just learning. Yeah, like I'm pushing 50 and most of my life I've hesitated to try things because mm-hmm. I didn't want to fail. You didn't want to yeah. fail. Yeah. Well, that came up with our episode with Julie Lithcott Hames too, where I was like, her big thing is, you know, to, to try and don't get stuck in neutral and, you know, mm-hmm. to move forward. And I was saying that neutral seems safer because at least I know I'm not having to back. I felt like I was going to have to backtrack. So if you, yeah. you know, I, if I'm going too far with the car metaphor, I'm like, <laughs> okay, you go down the wrong road. And then it's this feeling that you have to come back to where you were at your neutral point. So you're actually losing ground. And she was like, well, no, it's not linear. It's not, you don't have to come back to the point you were at. Yeah, you, you, just, you, you then from the point yeah. that you drove to, you drive somewhere else and you're, you're always getting a little bit closer to what you're supposed yeah. to be doing or, exactly. or you're still learning along the way, even if you yeah. do have to come back. So exactly. completely. I love that. Always yes. going forward. Always yeah. going forward. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So uh, we're getting close to the look, listen, yes. learn segment. Hey. Is there anything else that we already talked about your new season coming up? We want to make sure people know where to find you on social media, where to find the podcast, where can we direct people to? Yes. So we're actually, for you ladies too, we are going to be on the app. It's just launching. It's called Good Pods. And it's a new kind of social networking app for podcasts. So um, we're going to have a community on there where you can join the Mongo community. That's where Kristen and I will be to chat after the show, talk through questions. Um, That's cool. What I love about it, yeah, is that you can see, you know how everybody asks, I I feel like on Facebook or people will be like, what good podcasts are you listening to? Well, the Good Pods app allows you to see what your family and your friends have listened to on a feed. So you'll be able to go, oh, you know, my friend listened to this. Let me try out this podcast. So we're excited to be on Good Pods and having our community there. Um, And then we, yeah, you can find us um, on Instagram at Momgul and on all the other major podcast platforms on Momgul. Um, But yeah, so join our community on Good Pods. We'll, We'll be excited to chat with everybody there. That's such a fun idea. Although people are going to be worried about me when they see all my true crime. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. My husband, like I, you know, I'm like the Dateline 2020 addict turning into my mom and I'll hear these things on the radio, like murder in Illinois, you know? (laughs) <laughs> the, the family's dead but he did he really do it and yes. I was oh Kyle I think we're gonna have to listen he goes I knew it I knew <laughs> this. I knew that we'd have to listen to this thing yeah it's my husband always used to be like I know you're gonna leave me for Stone Phillips I don't even know <laughs> if he's on TV anymore but he used to do <laughs> Well, what is so funny i mentioned keith morrison from dateline you know good old keith, yes. yep. in our wedding vows like keith morrison <laughs> made an appearance in our wedding vows that's how much i like daylight so yeah oh, right before shout the pandemic shout out um, <laughs> i was in new york right before the pandemic with some friends and this hotel we were staying in had residences in the top floors okay. 
and we are exhausted, long day, big dinner. We're coming yeah. in, it's late and we're standing waiting for the hotel. And I look to my right and it's Keith Morrison. <gasps> and I, one of my friends does not, does not obsessively watch murder right, things. She didn't right. know. Weirdo. And then the other one was like, what's wrong with your face? And I was like, it's Keith Morrison. And she was like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, what are there? I would have and I, I know he saw us because I was like, yeah. I mean, oh, so the rest of the good. trip, they were like, do not, do not try to get in those elevators. So you <laughs> upstairs. Well, it's so funny. I feel like I would have been totally starstruck over oh, Keith Morrison. I, I was in my past dumb. life. I met if, you know, Clooney, Hanks, like all of the top people, the only person I was ever starstruck over was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, because <laughs> I was, I, my brother and I were big wrestling fans and everybody so else, funny. you know, I meet them and, oh, hi, I met Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I was giving him his coffee. I, I, I had no words. I think my mouth was just like, so it's so funny oh that I always gosh. sound like, that's my only starstruck, but Keith Morrison, I think I would have been starstruck. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. my God. Yes. And he was, I mean, I could tell he knew we were looking at him. He kind of had that, <laughs> the Keith Morrison smirk, you know, the smirk. Oh, I know. the. Yeah. You know, you oh know. my gosh. And I was about to introduce look, listen, learn segment by saying that it helps our listeners get a little uh, peek into your personality outside of your expertise. But I think, <laughs> I think we may have just accomplished that a little yeah. bit, yeah. but I love the WWF wrestling. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, but yes. So I must digress from our true crime or maybe it will uh, end up getting back to it with our look, listen, learn segment where we share something that we've been looking at. So that can be reading, watching, just admiring a piece of art or listening to like music or podcasts or learning, which can be anything about some deep meaning of life or a favorite beauty product whenever you like you can choose one or you can do all three depending on what a look listen learn week you've been having so yeah is there anything you've been look listen learning Raquel well I know we're talking sex on mom goal I have been binging if you guys haven't yet sex life on Netflix have you guys been watching this I haven't watched but I Never know I'm supposed to watch episode three for sure oh, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> I still am like, is that real? That can't be real. You see the man parts and uh, apparently it is impressive. It's very impressive. I'm like, there is no way that can be. I think it's a body double. There's no way, but, um, oh boy. Well, so (laughs) sex life on Netflix, it's very relatable to what we're talking about as moms. So it's this new mom, she has a toddler and a new baby. And obviously like her body is, you know, about the kids and her husband isn't touching her. So she starts fantasizing about her ex-boyfriend and she's writing about it in her journal. Well, then Mm. the husband reads the journal. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. It gets real messy. I mean, it's very racy. It's very... (laughs) I am like, what? They're showing that on TV. It's very, but it's a good watch, you guys. It's, uh, <laughs> okay. it's, but my husband likes to watch it too. Like, he, we I watch bet it. I he does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably has some payoffs. It has some payoffs. Yeah. So that is what I'm, I'm binging on Netflix right now. I haven't finished it yet, but we're about halfway there. Episode three, got a must see <laughs> TV right there. Got a, <laughs> so whatever. Got to see that. How have I not um, heard of this? Oh, I didn't know you hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Missy. Yeah. I've been putting it off until my kids go back to school. Yeah. It's not a, it, no, right. 
No. There's it's always the somebody night. home in my house right now, like yeah. always. And I have a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old. Oh. Oh. Always. Don't need to be doing that. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. no one can be there. <laughs> uh, very late night viewing. Very late We're going to yeah. have to set up a whole nother Netflix profile because our family, I mean, they the kids have their own, but we usually watch everything yes. through or my husband. But I mean, it's always loaded. My kids are like, what do you want? The, what's the oh, Sopranos? Yeah. You know, we're like watching 20 year old <laughs> right. shows now. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. So yeah, we would have to have maybe a after dark a secret uh, profile. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's intense, but like good because it brings up those conversations that you're having. And I yeah. think it's important to to talk about sex with your partner and to make that a priority in your relationship and to still connect despite the craziness of life. It's never going to yes. get easier and it's never going to get better. So I think it's it's good for these things to watch and to watch together and have those open conversations about, you know what you want and are you happy and and to really to, yeah. to address it and talk through it rather than just like you know we're gonna act like everything's fine right so yeah right, right? so that is that yeah. is what I'm binging um book wise I I buy a lot of books and I get like halfway through I'm not I feel like I'm not a good book reader I I wish I was I wish I had the time in my life right now I just don't got the time so uh, my mom co-host Kristen got me a nice little, where is it? I think I have it right here. Um, it's called beautifully said, and it's Ooh. just a nice little quote by remarkable women and girls designed to make you think. So it's just that. very, but like I said, that motivational stuff, I feel mm-hmm. like you got to fill your head with inspiring things yeah. as I'm working on my book. It's, it's exciting. And it's also like, holy S-H-I-T, like, what <laughs> am I doing? Oh, God, what if no one care? You know, and so oh, you yeah. gotta, like, fill your brain with good, empowering stuff to t- say, what if it does work out? What if it does do well? You know, yeah, and yeah. so you got to silence that doubt. But I need to read positive things in order to silence that stuff. Um, <laughs> and then a product I'm loving. <laughs> I just bought it this week for the 18th time. That's not even including what I bought in stores. So it's called the happiness project journal for mothers. So it's by Gretchen Rubin. Oh, love um, her. I have mine on my nightstands. This is my second book. So you write a sentence a day and I started the day I found out I was pregnant with my first and mm-hmm. it allows you to capture those little moments that you would forget because it's such a blur and motherhood is it's you know you're you can't even remember what you did two days ago so by just writing it down it's really helped me capture those little moments and remember those little you know nuances that really make life what it is and so this is my second book it'll be about 10 years by the time I'm done with this one um but I get it for every one of my new mom friends because I I know If our house was burning down, I'd grab my rings and I'd grab that book because like my, it's my memories. It's my like most prized possession because I've kept up with it for, you know, seven years now. So I get it for every new mom friend that I have. Kyle's like, how many times do you think you've bought this book? I can see on our (laughs) orders list. 18, 18. So Gretchen Rubin, um, you know, I'm funding your, uh, yeah, I think she owes you a little something. Yeah. Yes. Get a cut of that action. But it's, I love it's a that. great, it's a great gift and something that I, I adore and recommend people do. Oh, and that'd be nice for a gratitude practice. Yeah. yeah. She has a regular one. That's, um, 
not for mom. I mean, but it's just, yeah, right. what you're grateful for and just what happened in the day. And yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I actually, I have that one. Someone gave it to me and I haven't used it yet. So maybe I need to bust yeah. into that. Go Just dust it on your nightstand. Cause it's that reminder. Yeah. Once you call into bed, like, oh, I should. Yeah. Do this real quick. Day. And it's so cute. Yeah. It's like a little baby book. Is it? Yes. It's kind of, I love the size of it. It's just very tiny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just like write a sentence up at the top just each day. Oh, and it's okay. So, then, so it's actually broken down by day. Like by it literally is like you only so can So then you can see, okay, 20, 2021, this happened. But then you can see over five years time what happened on that same day. Oh. So it's so cute to look back and be like, oh my gosh, just last year on this day, Rin was just walking or, and now she's going to kindergarten. So oh it's my just God. really- You know really what? Cool. I need that so much because I count on Facebook and Facebook memories to do that for me, but I just hate Zuckerberg having control of my memories that way. Mm-hmm. I don't really put a lot of stuff on there. I mean, I, I have no memories because they, my head is leaky now and like, yeah. it, I don't remember things that I thought I would never forget. I know. Yeah. So and that's I don't like put, a good, good little thing. To do. Yeah. I don't put personal stuff about the kids and stuff on there either on Facebook. So it's not keeping track of like the real no. good stuff. It's more just like the uh-uh. silly things that happen. Throughout <laughs> the day. Right? And not even all the good. It reminds me of the bad. So yeah. I'll put in, I'm miserable at my job or this or that, or you know what I mean? And yeah. right. it, when I see my growth, I'll go, Oh, thank God oh. I made that decision because I wasn't happy yeah. or, you know, yeah. so it's, it's good to write the bad down too, just to. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm ordering one of those right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, not right now. Yeah, no, now you have to finish the podcast. Then you can order yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you look listening, learning Suzanne? Uh-huh. Okay. Let's see. I am listening to Hamnet. Thanks to, we've had a couple of our Look, Listen, yeah. Learns uh, recommend it. And Julie Lithcott-Hames recommended it. And so I was like, okay, it's a sign. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Kristen Van Ogtrop was the other one who recommended it. Oh, it was Chris. Okay. So yes, Great Minds are recommending this book. Yes. So Hamnet is, uh, and the author is Maggie O'Farrell. Mm-hmm. And it is the story of Shakespeare's son named Hamnet, mm-hmm. which apparently, according to one of the footnotes back in the days in the 15, 1600s, was interchangeable with Hamlet. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, um, but, and it's not a spoiler because this is the main point of the book is that um, the son dies at a young age, but it's, a, it's kind of a two time frames. It's the story of Shakespeare meeting his wife and starting their family. And then it's the story of like the couple of days of around this bubonic plague that takes mm-hmm. down, takes down the sun. Um, so it, but it's, oh my gosh, it's, I almost wanted to do it as my look too. It's so beautifully written that I feel like I've been watching a movie. I'm listening to it because I listen to all my books. I can't focus long enough to read. And it's so funny because it's not like a page turner, like a thriller, but I find myself just not wanting to stop listening to it because mm-hmm. it's just so, so good. beautiful. And oh, I I just can't recommend it enough. And it's so it's, I don't know how much of it is historical and how much of it is fiction. I, I want to do a follow up after I read it. Yeah. I think I'm going to have my daughter read it too. She just mentioned the other day that she's into historical fictions, which I was not aware of. So I'm going to um, see if it expands to the interest of 16 year olds. It might be a little too slow and beautiful. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see. Um, And let's see what the thing I've actually been looking at. 
I tell you, between The Sopranos and what else? Some of the old one that I'm watching. Uh, oh, Game of Thrones. We're Game just rewatching a bunch of stuff. The kids decided to start watching Cars this week, and by Quite kids, the, I'm saying the an almost twelve. Cars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so an almost twelve year old and my sixteen year old daughter. Because here's the thing: Owen Wilson is the voice of Lightning mm-hmm. McQueen. And he's also the character they really love from Loki. Yeah. And so now they're all kind of like, what other things is Owen Wilson in and whatever? And we're like, oh, you know what? He was Lightning McQueen. And my yeah. son used to have a Lightning McQueen bed, like his toddler oh, bed. Oh, oh, <laughs> so oh, Lightning yeah. McQueen. Um, so just as kind of like this silly thing, we were like, ha ha, we should watch Cars. And then we watched Cars. I mean, there were points where my husband and I were like applauding. Like we were like, <laughs> it was just a sweet little reminiscence. And then they were like... Let's watch Cars 2, which <laughs> All right. I just got to tell you, Cars 2, it says the category for it, instead of being like lighthearted family fun, it's like spies, it's espionage. espionage. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. It is so intense. I, we got done with that movie and all three of us were like, I don't know if I know what happened. Like cars were dying. They were murdering each other. There were like, explosions. Like, there were, yeah. I mean, it was it was intense. I was like, I don't I think they lost some of their younger viewers here. And then, but then after that, they're like, let's see what Cars 3 is. So last night we started Cars 3 and it goes a little bit back to the base um, yeah. of what, but yeah, Cars 2. I mean, if you're into James Bond and like, I was like, I think you guys are ready for Mission Impossible after this because yeah. I think it's even less dark than what this Cars 2 was. It so was that, pretty did dark. Keith, did Keith Morrison make an appearance in Cars 2? <laughs> no. Narrating, narrating Cars no, 2? there's no serial killers right now. <laughs> no. Oh, what's the other one where they like surprise the child predators? That, that's him too, right? Isn't oh, it? Yeah, to catch to a predator. No, that's a different guy. Is that yeah, a different that's guy? A different guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we should give him a shout out to think of that guy's name. Okay, we'll It'll put him in the me. show notes. We'll put him in the show yeah, notes. Yeah. Um, when and what have I been learning? Oh my god, I don't think I've been learning anything. Some weeks we just don't. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I've been learning. I'm learning about outdoor lighting today because we are. We are a week out. You're, People you're who've close. been listening to our podcast for a long time, I think this yard project has been going on the entire six months um, that we've been doing this. And yeah. yes, so the That's lighting exciting. goes in. The plants are going to kind of go in. There's not a whole lot of plants left in Austin. Um, yeah, I'd wait. I'd wait on that. Next Wednesday, we get our turf. So we're going to have... We still have no idea where our hot tub is. It's somewhere between here and who knows where. So, yes, we're coming to the grand finale of that. So I am I am learning and thinking about the proper placement of outdoor lighting today. So we'll have some follow-up pictures on the Instagram. That's exciting. Yes. Cool. What about you, Missy? What do you look, listen, learning? Let's see. So I'm re-watching. I just found that this week is crazy and back to school. I have a lot of anxiety about back to school. So... Again, I'm just rewatching stuff that yes. is comfort TV for me. So I've, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'm watching I'm Sorry with Andrea Savage. It's only two seasons. They yes. were doing a third season and then the pandemic hit and then the, it was on True TV and True TV didn't pick it up again. But it's, I just love her so much and I connect with her in the weirdest way. And it's 
just comforting. I turn it on at night. I watch an episode or two. My husband will pop in and he watches it and we laugh about it all the time. It's just funny. She does horrible things. She has to say I'm sorry a lot because she just (laughs) does ridiculous stuff. But it's about a mom who is a comedy writer and is straddling that world. Like she's lost some of her relationships in comedy writing because they think, well, you're a mom now, so they don't invite her to do things. And Mm -hmm. her her personal, like Andrea Savage talks a lot about, you can be a grown-up and you can also still have fun. Or you can be a grown-up and you can also still have this wacky side to you. They don't exclude each other. So she has a podcast too called, um, I'd love to put it in the show notes, but I think it's grown-ass woman, (laughs) hashtag buttholes. (laughs) yeah hashtag butthole i think she makes every guest say like you would say i'm suzanne kearns and this is how i say butthole is how every episode starts okay so girls i think i've already determined i've done like bleeping things so we're just gonna make this an explicit episode so if you have (laughs) anything else you want to say just 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 air it out just let your f words fly just go Yeah. So that's my look right now is that and there's plenty of language and buttholes and whatnot in that show. So it's great. And it's only two seasons. So you can get through it really fast. Um, And then I have learned this is not my learn for this week, but I have learned that audiobooks are a good deal for me right now, because when I lie down at night to read, I can't keep my eyes open. So I took um, was it seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo that everyone has recommended. I took it with me on vacation, an actual paperback copy. And I'm like two pages in because I would fall asleep. But I listened to several books. So over the next several weeks, I'll be talking about the books I listened to. But one of them was When We Believed in Mermaids by Barbara O'Neill. Oh, I've heard it. It's a great story of two sisters. One is presumed dead and she finds her. And um, I'm always fascinated by disappearing stories. I love, I kind of love stories about blowing up your life and leaving, which I think maybe I, I can don't <laughs> have to sit on therapist couch to get too deep into yeah. that. But um yeah, I think there's something about being a mom where you're like, could I just walk away from all of this? And how would that work? And of course I don't want to, but it's fascinating to me. Um, so that was a good listen. I really enjoyed listening to it. Um and my learn other than knowing that audiobooks is a good solution for tired me is um I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before, but when I get overwhelmed, I tend to just freeze when there's a lot to do. I'm like, well, I guess I'll do nothing because I don't know where to start. Yeah. So somewhere, and I'm not attributing it to the right person because I cannot remember where I heard this, but I've heard just do one thing, like pick one thing. And so I have started, I realized for me, it needs to be a dumb task that if it doesn't get done, it doesn't matter. So this week I washed my makeup brushes because that just felt like a thing that needed to happen after vacation. And so I washed all my makeup brushes and then the rest of the day I was very productive. Oh my God. You know what? I got makeup brushes for my wedding and we're just celebrating 19 years. I don't think I've ever washed them. How do I not? That's a good task to put on your list this week. (laughs) How do I not have, and I don't use them a lot because I usually just use the little spongy one that comes with the Maybelline eyeshadow or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But I do occasionally use them. I don't know. Maybe it's sentimental. I can't wash them. 
It still has my eye goo from my wedding day. It's very <laughs> sentimental. Sentimental value. That's why. That's why. And a raging eye infection. <laughs> it's amazing you don't have like a growth coming out of your eye now. Maybe I started COVID. It's in my yeah. makeup brush. They're in your makeup <laughs> brushes. Oh, it wasn't a lab in China. It was Suzanne's nope. makeup brush. <laughs> yeah, wash those so we don't get another pandemic, please. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that's good, though. Start doing one thing. That's kind of that yeah. Anne Lamott bird by bird kind yeah, of just mentality. One stupid yep. thing. It doesn't have to be one major thing yes. on your list. Just yes. do it. I, I love agree. it. I, I love it. Well, ooh, that's a good, I think that's a good It kind like, of brings us full circle. To, yeah, full circle <laughs> yeah. message yes. to wrap it up. Because, yeah, just to do that one thing, and I think very much with Raquel's, like, just, it seems oh. to be your approach to life is just, if if I'm getting that tingle to, like, do this thing, do, do it. it. Don't overthink do it. it. Nope. Just do it. Fail. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Just just do it. Just I love it. it. And I, yeah. I will say, not that I'm even old, I'm mid-30s, but I, I used to, like, dislike oh gosh my birthday you know I had a quarter life crisis at like 25 because I did not have it all figured out and <laughs> now I just am I'm like you know what maybe when I'm 60 I will try this or I I don't think we have to like live life in terms of like ages or I do try to do everything now. I do try to seize opportunities, but I also try to go, you know what? Maybe I'll be in a doing completely different thing. Maybe I'll be a sculptor. Who the hell knows? I just think we don't hmm. have to put ourselves in these boxes. No. And as we go through life, we just will find things that maybe excite us and it'll go in different directions. But as you, as you said, Suzanne, by just staying in neutral, we're not discovering those things. By going no. out and trying things and, and failing and being vulnerable, we'll find our way to new paths and it could be like a completely different career path that I take it yeah. 65 or 70, who knows? But yep. I just, I think you just have to be open to all of it and just jump on the ride and, and enjoy, you know, that's all we can do. So. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we're a mom and dot, dot, dot. And those dots exactly. don't just, they don't ever end. Like they don't ever end. Yeah. you yep. have and so many opportunities. And I think it's so important that you guys acknowledge that because, you know, for me, going back to doing what I loved. And like I said, this book is really a gift to myself that I hope other people gift, but it really is that yeah. gift to myself. It is my dot, dot, dot. It's yeah. I'm a mom, but I had to remind myself of what made me happy. And yes, mm -hmm. my kids make me happy, but you, you're not a bad person for wanting those dot, dot, dots for wanting mm -hmm. more, for wanting to still fulfill yourself along yeah. with having your children. And I think we just need to remind ourselves that we should do that. And it's okay to do that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. What a great message it. to wrap <laughs> yeah. things up with. Uh, yes. And it was such a pleasure getting to meet yes. you and yes. like you guys too. the real life mom goal. It's so funny when you listen to a podcast for so long, you feel like you already know someone, but <laughs> it's nice to actually officially know you now. Yes. And yeah, and cannot wait to hear season two coming up. Yeah. You said September 6th, right? September 6th, Labor, Labor Day. Day. Labor Day. All right. So yes. everybody binge us. Season one. Season one yeah. had some real gems. Like it yeah. was good. So binge yeah. it so that you're ready for season two to learn right. about sex and stocks. Right. <laughs> oh right. well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. See guys. you soon. Nice meeting you. Bye. 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 Bye.
Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.